A is for anarchy. No gods. Once, flipping through a book on child psychology, I came across a chapter about adolescent rebellion. It suggested that in the first phase of child's youthful rebellion against her parents, she may attempt to distinguish herself from them by accusing them of not living up to their own values. For example, if they taught her that kindness and consideration are important, she will accuse them of not being compassionate enough. In this case, the child has not yet developed herself or her own values. She still accepts the values and ideas that her parents passed on to her, and she is only able to assert her identity inside of that framework. It is only later, when she questions the very beliefs and morals that were presented to her as gospel, that she can become a freestanding individual. Far too many of us so-called radicals and revolutionaries show no signs of going beyond that first stage of rebellion. We criticize the actions of those in the mainstream and the effects of their society upon people and animals. We attack the ignorance and cruelty of their system, but we rarely stop to question the nature of what we all accept as morality. Could it be that this morality, which we think we can judge their actions, is itself something that should be criticized? When we claim that the exploitation of animals is morally wrong, what does that mean? Are we perhaps just accepting their values and turning these values against them, rather than creating moral standards of our own? Maybe right now you're saying to yourself, what do you mean, create moral standards of our own? Something is either morally right or it isn't. Morality isn't something you can make up. It's not a matter of mere opinion. Right there, you're accepting one of the most basic tenets of the society that raised you, that right and wrong are not individual valuations, but fundamental laws of the world. This idea, holdover from a deceased Christianity, is at the center of our civilization. If you're going to question the establishment, you should question it first. Where's the, where does the idea of moral law come from? Once upon a time, almost everyone believed in the existence of God. This God ruled over the world. He had absolute power over everything in it, and he had set down his laws that all human beings had to obey. If they did not, they would suffer the most terrible punishments at his hands. Naturally, most people obeyed the laws as well as they could, their fear of eternal suffering being stronger than the desire for anything forbidden. Because everyone lived according to the same laws, they could agree upon what morality was. It was the set of values decreed by God's laws. Thus, good and evil, right and wrong, were decided by the authority of God, which everyone accepted out of fear. One day, people began to wake up and realize that there was no such thing as God after all. There was no hard evidence to demonstrate his existence, and few people could see any point in having faith in the irrational any longer. God pretty much disappeared from the world. Nobody feared him or his punishments anymore. But a strange thing happened. Though these people had the courage to question God's existence, and even deny it to the ones who still believed in it, they didn't dare to question his morality that his laws had mandated. Perhaps it just didn't occur to him. Everyone had been raised to hold the same beliefs about what was moral, and had come to speak about right and wrong in the same way. So maybe they just assumed it was obvious what was good and what was evil, whether God was there to enforce it or not. Or perhaps people had become so used to living under these laws that they were afraid to even consider the possibility that the laws didn't exist any more than God did. This left humanity in an unusual position. Though there was no longer an authority to decree certain things absolutely right or wrong, they still accepted the idea that some things were right or wrong by nature. Though they no longer had faith in a deity, they still had faith in a universal moral code that everyone had to follow. Though, no, though they no longer believed in God, they were not yet courageous enough to stop obeying his orders. They had abolished the idea of a divine ruler, but not the divinity of his code of ethics. This unquestioning submission to the laws of a long-departed heavenly master has been a long nightmare from which the human race is only just beginning to awaken. God is dead, and with him, moral law. 
Without God, there is no longer any objective standard by which to judge good and evil. This realization was very troubling to philosophers a few decades ago, but it hadn't really had much of an effect in other circles. Most people still seem to think that a universal morality can be grounded in something other than God's laws, and what is good for people, and what is good for society, and what people call, feel called upon to do. But explanations of why these standards necessarily constitute universal moral law are hard, hard to come by. Usually the arguments for the existence of moral law are emotional rather than rational. But don't you think rape is wrong, more or less ask, as if a shared opinion were a proof of a universal truth? But don't you think people need to believe in something greater than themselves, they appeal, as if needing to believe in something can make it true? Occasionally, they even resort to threats. But what would happen if everyone decided that there is no good or evil? Wouldn't we all kill each other? The real problem with the idea of universal moral law is that it asserts the existence of something that we have no way to know anything about. Believers in good and evil would have us believe that there are moral truths. That is, there are things that are morally true of this world in the same way that it is true that the sky is blue. They claim it is true of this world that murder is morally wrong, just as it is true that water freezes at 32 degrees. But we can investigate the freezing temperature of water. We can measure it and agree together that we have arrived at some kind of objective truth, insofar as such a thing is possible. On the other hand, what do we observe if we want to investigate whether it is true that murder is evil? There is no tablet of moral law on a mountaintop for us to consult. There are no commandments carved into the sky above us. All we have to go on are our own instincts and the words a bunch of priests and other self-appointed moral experts, many of whom don't even agree. As for the words of priests and moralists, if they can't offer any hard evidence from this world, why should we believe their claims? And regarding our instincts, if we feel that something is right or wrong, that may make it right or wrong for us, but that's not proof that it's universally good or evil. Thus, the idea that there are universal moral laws is mere superstition. It is a claim that things exist in this world which we can never actually experience or learn anything about, and we would do well not to waste our time wondering about things we can never know anything about. When two people fundamentally disagree over what is right or wrong, there is no way to resolve the debate. There is nothing in this world to which they can refer to see which one is correct, because there really are no universal moral laws, just personal evaluations. So the only important question is where your values come from. Do you create them for yourself, according to your own desires, or do you accept them from someone else, someone else who has disguised their opinions as universal truths? Haven't you always been a little suspicious of the idea of universal moral truths anyway? This world is filled with groups and individuals who want to convert you to their religions, their dogmas, their political agendas, their opinions. Of course they will tell you that one set of values is true for everybody, and of course they will tell you that their values are the correct ones. Once you're convinced that there is only one standard of right and wrong, they're only a step away from convincing you that their standard is the right one. How carefully we should approach those who would tell us the idea of universal moral law then. Their claim that morality is a matter of universal moral law is at base just a devious way to get us to accept their values, rather than forging values of our own which might conflict with theirs. So, to protect ourselves from the superstitions of the moralists and the trickery of the evangelists, let us be done with the idea of moral law. Let us step forward into a new era in which we will make values of our own rather than accepting moral laws out of fear and obedience. Let this be our new creed. There is no universal moral code that should dictate human behavior. There is no such thing as good or evil. There is no universal standard of right and wrong. Our values and morals come from us and belong to us, whether we like it or not. 
so we should claim them proudly for ourselves as our own creations rather than seeking some external justification for them.